Mal, do you know what coffee I've been enjoying a lot lately? No, which one? I have been enjoying free lunch coffees, medium dark roast blend. Ooh, me too. You know what I love most about their coffee besides the rich flavor is their mission to end hunger for underprivileged children. Each purchase from their store provides 10 meals to children in South Africa. If you want to enjoy this gourmet coffee that is fair trade and certified organic that also fights to end child hunger, go to their website, freelunchcoffee.com. And when you check out, use promo code THOSEOTHERGIRLS10. And let's end world hunger by doing what we do best, starting each morning with a cup of coffee. Hello, fellow other girls. It's Mel, and I want to tell you about the Anchor app. It's free, and it's a super easy way to record, edit, and upload that podcast you've been planning to start. They distribute your podcast for you, and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many other places. It's everything you need in just one simple place. So all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Other Girls. I'm Mallory. And I'm Bailey. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Just before the episode starts, I want to let everybody know that we will be discussing the Netflix movie Cuties, and there will be some adult content. So if you have kids, uh, maybe find a different time to listen or just make sure you're aware that there's going to be some adult words used in this conversation. So today is another like weekly wrap up episode and the first thing we're going to talk about is something that everybody's talking about and we're going to give our opinions on it is the cuties movie we saw it so you don't have to (laughs) you're going to talk about it um but yeah so bailey can you first read the description Yes. So it's on Netflix and it says that right now it is number eight in the U.S. today for movies. Oh, wow. So 11-year-old Ami starts to rebel against her conservative family's traditions when she becomes fascinated with a free-spirited dance crew. That's all the description says. Okay. Um, Do you want to do your initial thoughts first or do you want me to? I can go first if you want. Okay, go for it. So initial thoughts. Okay, so first of all, I had to force myself to get through this movie. Like, it was so boring to me. Like, that's <laughs> not to be mean. I was five minutes in going, maybe I won't watch this or maybe I'll play it on fast forward. And 10 minutes in, I was like, maybe I'll just skip it. But I wanted to watch it to review it. I So my initial thoughts were, because I knew I'd heard how bad it was going to be. And it wasn't. It was worse than I thought it would be, but it was less frequent than I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be a lot of little things throughout the whole movie, and it was more a couple big things. Yes. Wow. Good assessment. I agree completely. Yeah. So I was expecting it from start to be like disgusting and dirty and bad, and, and, you know, it wasn't. And it was very subtle in some Mm -hmm. parts and very Mm -hmm. obvious in other parts. But yeah, it was subtly there, but it was just like... It was a boring movie. And then I didn't, like, I knew it was in French, but I guess I've never watched a movie where they've dubbed over it. Right. And so I was confused, like, when the girls were talking and, like, you hear this voice and then the girls would stop talking, but their voice would keep going. And you're like, she's not, and some, so it got a little confusing, especially when all four girls would talk at each other. It was like, I can't tell who's talking. And so that I struggled with a little bit at first. And then I kind of- You should watch anime. Those of us that watch anime, we're used to that. Keep going. Okay. That's good good to know. Um, No, I mean, it definitely, to me, it was very sad, not just in the exploitation because it was exploitation, but in the fact that it's so true, Mm -hmm. like- 
I the videos that they were watching to like learn their dances reminded me of WAP. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can imagine my 11 year old daughter when I have one someday watching WAP and thinking, oh, this is no big deal. And so that's the whole premise of the movie. And this is one thing that I thought was interesting was they were trying to show sexual exploitation and what happens when parents aren't involved and social media raises the kids, which I think they did a good job at showing. I think that is what would happen. The problem is I feel like they crossed that line of Mm -hmm. saying, we're going to show you what could happen and we're going to be dirty ourselves and promote it. So it wasn't like the movie wasn't about promoting it. I mean, you saw during their dance number, people were in the crowd were like, what is happening? Like, don't watch this, honey. Like, this is bad. Mm-hmm. So there was that obvious understanding of this is not a good thing. But there was a lot of subtle her learning. If I use my body, I can get what I want. And those security guards, you know, getting out of things like, yeah. There were a lot of things that were really dirty and really bad. And I feel like it just exploited those little girls that were doing the movie. And it does make it okay. I saw somebody say, like, if you had this on your computer, you would go to jail. But because it's on Netflix, it's art. Yeah. I mean, if you had this on your computer, you'd be a pedophile. And on Netflix, it's okay. So, yeah, I I just think that they crossed that borderline of too real. Like, you were too much about it that it crossed the line over what could happen to like what's actually happening on the set. Yeah, no, I agree with a lot of what you said. The only thing I'm going to kind of sort of disagree with is I don't think it was as obvious as they wanted it to be that what she was doing was wrong because I will say you're right. Like the mother covered the daughter's eyes, but I will say the guy was like into it. That was watching. I noticed that Yeah, judge. Yeah. Or yeah, the judges or even the, little boy that was in front that was about the girl's age he was watching and he didn't cover his eyes and he was smiling so I think that the overall like like you said like I I get what they were going and at first I thought I was like okay maybe this isn't as bad like I get the message they're trying to do but it was just like you said the little it was a lot of tiny moments and I mean what really like the dancing thing is what just completely threw it off and I just I don't think that it really encompassed like why I mean I guess it did because yeah she said the people were upset in the audience and then she ended up going back to her it ended with her jump roping which is a sign of innocence which was you know part of the writing supposed to show that so like I I get that but I feel like if um, here's my other thing who are the target market because if I am this 11 year old watching I don't know like I don't think the people younger people because the reality is they're probably going to watch it because it's little girls obviously like we don't at least I don't well we grew up watching Hannah Montana and things with 11 or 12 year old girls in it because that's what you watch when you're an 11 girl right right so I don't know like if they would fully get the message and like the parts where with the um so okay so also to the other thing is they kind of sort of reminded me of this movie 13 you've never seen that right 13 the movie okay so it's very interesting it's kind of similar it's with baby vanessa hudgens she's probably like 14 or 15 in it like uh, and i don't once again i don't know who the target market is i remember trying to like quote unquote sneak and watch it as a kid and my mom saw it i had to turn the channel but then when i was in college we got hbo for free Mm. and um, i watched it in college and i it's very interesting because it's about this girl she's in the eighth grade she was a sweet girl she grew up and then she went to um it was back when i or no she was going to the ninth grade i think back when ninth grade was still considered middle school it was it's an old Mm. movie and then she met these girls and she pierced her belly button and she like started drinking and she's doing all this stuff with boys. And then she started cutting and she started stealing and doing all these things. And it kind of reminded me of that. But I think a little bit of the difference was during that movie, I felt like we understood that it was wrong. And like at the end, it was very like cathartic because her mom found out and was like, hey, I love you. Like really embraced her. And they had this crying scene that makes me cry every single time in the kitchen. And she just starts sobbing. Her mom starts sobbing. And it's like, okay, we know like, okay, something's not right. And I feel like I didn't really get that feeling as much watching this movie. No, I agree. I think I think that they um, like not the way that they advertise it because they advertise it very poorly as well. But yeah, the the intention, I think what the writers and directors wanted was to show that it was wrong. Like, I think that was their overall goal. 
And I just think that they failed miserably at that. Cause yeah. I agree with you. I don't think it was obvious. Like the parents were saying like, close your eyes. And they were like, you could see people in the audience, like shaking their heads. Like this is kind of crazy for 11 year olds to be doing, but nobody stopped them. Nobody ran right. off. Hey, this is terrible. You know? And right. I think a lot of it too had to do with the filming when you're, when you've got the camera, even though they're dressed, like when you've got it in their boobs and in their crotch and you're just you're focused on their bodies, they're 11. Stop. Mm-hmm. Cause that you don't need to showcase that you can be zoomed out and show all the girls dancing and not zoom in on them doing sexy moves. So I think a lot of it was the yes. way that they filmed it. Yes. And I think to be 11 and to have a camera in that area and to be like dancing sexy for it, like that's terrible. The worst so the two worst scenes to me were those security guards in the Oh, that was awful. Tag. That was horrible. Awful. And the other one was when Ami was teaching them how to dance sexy and she's like grabbing their shorts and like smacking their butts yeah. and trying to get them to be like more sexy. Yeah. That was just, it's awkward to watch an 11 year old try and do that. Cause it, yeah. it, to me, I, I would never have done that with my friends. No. I don't feel like we should teach girls to do that. Like that no. doesn't come naturally. And maybe in this social media WAP world, it would come naturally, but I never would have thought to do that as a kid. And so I feel like that's where it starts to teach 11 year old girls to start doing stuff inappropriate. You know, it's like, no. Yeah. I think that what I do think that for that scene specifically, what it kind of showed though was how kids get into stuff. Mm -hmm. Their friend was showing them like, oh, hey, I saw this video. Let's do this. And I think at the end of the day, it all has to go with trying to look good to impress the face and peer pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I think the peer pressure and they, at the end of the day, they did really want to look good to impress that guy, which that was a whole nother scene. But the other scene that I thought was really, um, the other really bad scene was when she was in the bathroom. and Well, actually the beginning of that the scene. Bef- yeah, with the cousin. Her cousin. I, I was just like, I, my mouth dropped when yeah, she started doing that. I was right. like, what? What am I her watching? Her intention was like, oh, I can get him to give me the phone if I do something sexy. Yeah. And yeah, it's teaching young women that you get what you want by using that. And that's wrong. And that's yeah. not. And I think, you know, a good thing that it did highlight was whose parents were involved. I mean, her mom was obviously yeah. distracted by the fact that her husband was marrying a second woman, which they say conservative families traditions. To us, that's pretty out there. I mean, to have a second wife, especially yeah. if you're a Christian and you're a Bible-believing Christian, yeah, it's one wife, one man, one woman, that's yeah. it. That's yeah. So mom was super distracted like that. She wasn't involved. Dad was in, not in the whole movie. Yeah. The cousin was out. She was taking care of her two siblings. The other little girl with the straight long hair her we saw her brother but we didn't see her parents like the whole she point talked about her parents weren't there too and she teared and that made me right. tear up and right she teared up too. and was they yeah. don't love me and they want me to get better grades and all of that yeah. stuff and so it just shows when you're not involved in your kids lives and I think you know that's that's the thing that's so important to me is when I have kids I know people work jobs, people, you know, want to send them to school or have a nanny, whatever, but you still need to be there for your kids. At the end of the day, when you come home, you need to check in with them and see what are they doing. And you need to allow them to have open and honest conversations Mm -hmm. because I want my daughter to come to me and be like, oh, I'm learning this new dance and okay, show it to me. And that doesn't mean I jump down her throat when it's too sexy. It's I explain to her what that's going to lead to. Mm -hmm. I think that the movie did a really good job at leaving out parents because they weren't in it at all. And that was the whole point was this is what happens when social media raises your kids. And so it was true in that aspect. I just think they way overdid it. They went too far. Yeah. Yeah. It was not not good. I I can see why they thought it would be powerful, but it's not. And then it was just confusing. I mean, all the things with her dress bleeding, like I guess that was supposed to signify her starting her period. Yeah. I didn't know what was... So the dress... I think the dress was supposed to be a motif throughout the whole movie. Yeah, because it was represented like her fear of her dad getting remarried and she didn't want him to come home. And like that's where all of her anger was stemming from was that her dad was leaving her mom. Okay, yeah. The whole dress stuff was weird. Yeah, so that was weird. And then she never wears it. And then... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was just... It was was a weird movie. Like you said, I don't know the target audience because if it was for adults, that's terrible. If it was for kids, that's also terrible. It's equally as terrible. Like it was just terrible and it was boring and it was slow. And the only reason you'd want to watch that is either to review it like we did or because you 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 want to see see. something you shouldn't be into. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, I think I'm with everybody that says take it down. I mean, cancel Netflix is one thing. Like I get people watch other shows on there. Like I watch Supernatural and I don't know if I could watch it anywhere else. For sure, cancel Cuties. Like get it off of Netflix. Yeah. Nobody yeah. needs to see that movie. It's a no. bad movie. Overall, that's my my thought. Yeah. Oh, same. Like I, I just was really, um, I was just really shocked because like I said like it started off not as bad right it was just I thought it would be the only thing was like her entire she was dancing but it was kind of cute you know it was like yeah dancing while she was doing her laundry no big right right which you know 11 year olds do and then I guess the other thing too this is the thing that also blew my mind was that they were 11 I didn't realize I didn't read the description so I didn't know she was 11 and I guess I feel like nobody ever talked I didn't know they were 11 I was Mm -hmm. over here thinking they're like 13, 14, which is still wrong, but I didn't, 11 is so young. That is mm-hmm. so, so young. That's like and middle, that, uh, that's like end of elementary, beginning. Yeah, of that's like sixth grade. Yeah. It was a hot mess, but I think it was a hot mess to everybody, but it was a hot mess. Yeah, but not like that. No. And I think that's when you're most vulnerable too. I think that, I mean, you know, I, once again, do not recommend the movie, do not see it. Um, but I think that the positive question mark out of it is it just shows how kids get into stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it shows how, like you were saying earlier, with the um, the parents not being involved. And I think with the kids getting into stuff, that's why like being a, a parent is a huge responsibility. And I think that especially in our self-care, self-love or mm-hmm. whatever um, culture we're in, Everybody Read You're Not Enough by um, Alex. Ali Bastucky. Yes. You should read it. Um, and with that, we get so much into the, well, you know what? I've had a long day and like, I deserve some time off. I'm the parent. I deserve it. When your kid is out here, like, I mean, I, you know, I don't have kids, so I can't imagine how difficult it must be to be a parent. But like, sure. I like to think like if it was one of my cousins, I'd want to be on top of that. Like if my cousin stayed with me for like a week, I would be, hey, what's that video? Oh, that looks yeah, fun. No, or, you shouldn't be watching that. Yeah. Right. Or you know what? That's a bit inappropriate. Let's watch this. And then also, like you said, explain why, because I think that's the biggest, that's the difference between like having strict and sheltering parents and having involved parents, because there is a difference mm-hmm. and it's hard to find that. Um... Because also, too, when you have the strict sheltering parent, for like that girl, her parents were like the point was they were like super religious. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and also, I thought it was interesting that they made the family Muslim instead of Christian because I think that if this was made a couple of years ago, they would have made the family Christian. That's just well, I think because I it was a French thing. film, that's oh, a big too. difference. Um, because yeah. I think if it was made in America, they for sure would have been like Christian or Catholic. Probably but not. because it was made in France, they've got some different cultures and that's different a good laws point. and stuff. And so, you know, which is why he was allowed to wear, marry a second wife. Like even Muslims here in America can't marry a second spouse. I mean, well, now they can in Massachusetts. But, you know, the, <laughs> the point is there are still things that are illegal right. here that aren't in other places. So I think because it was a French movie originally, that's why it was. Fair. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. But yeah, so it also brings me to everybody's talking about human trafficking now. It's like this hot topic, which is great. I'm glad we are. We should have been yeah. talking about it for a it while. It should be a hot topic. It should be trending. Yes, and it makes sense. Uh, and I, But I think this is a good example of like, I. so I do believe I'm sure there are, you know, human trafficking rings somewhere, Like, I, but I don't think that's the norm. I think that it happens, but I don't think that's the norm. The norm is regular the girl's name was Amani, right? Amani Omni. is Omni is upset with her mom and dad. So she goes out and dances with her friends. This random guy who's really cute and nice says, Oh, hey, who are you girls? Oh, hi, blah, blah, blah. blah. Oh, you know what? Here's a cell phone. Yeah, just text me. Don't tell your parents. And then right. a couple weeks later, oh hey. Um you guys, I love that dance you guys were doing. Hey, how about you come with me? I have a perfect idea for you guys. Like yeah. that's like human trafficking well, that's, like you know that's that was in our face that was jeffrey epstein was yeah he get girls over and just oh you're just gonna give this guy a massage for like 200 bucks and then you know that'll be it and he would convince them to all bring friends and so friends were bringing friends were bringing friends and they were all getting paid to come give him a massage and it turned into so much more than that and they were so young that they didn't know to say no or what to do or how to, you yeah. know, mansion with this older man. Like, what do you do at that point? And so it does. I think, oh, yeah, I'm just going to make a little bit of money by giving this guy a massage. Cool. 
and then it turns sexual and you're like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that because you're 11 or 12 or 14 or whatever. Right. Your brain isn't mature enough to handle or think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and just so people know, because I know that when people are now getting frustrated, people saying stuff about like human trafficking because it's, you know, people say it's a conspiracy or whatever. I have actually had some training um, and I did my senior thesis in undergrad on this topic. So I, I know a thing or two. Um, and one of the things that they were talking about is how with human trafficking, especially like with um, in the U.S., it's things that there are girls out there that we're thinking they're just being fast. So like she was saying how, so in Charlotte, we have the CIAA and the lady who was training us was saying how like, sometimes you'll go to the CIAA and you'll see these like younger girls and they're like wearing the short, like booty shorts and like, you know, the crop tops and everything. And we just, as people were like, those little girls are fast. Culture. Like, yeah. Cult- yeah. Like culture, like, um, Mm, those fast little girls over there with those grown men and everything. But the reality is like some of them are actually being trafficked or some of them might not even think they're being trafficked, but they had this guy that they realize that they are. Yeah. Right. They don't realize that they are. So it's a little bit deeper than that. It's a little bit deeper or it's, and it's a little bit more in your face. It's a little bit um, not as detached as these um, human trafficking rings. I mean, QE's just came out is a very obvious, those parents put their children in this movie allowed directors to take videos to take pictures to make them feel sexy dance sexy and even even if you're the best mom in the world sitting on the sidelines saying like honey this isn't good like we're just showing people why you shouldn't be doing this so don't do this you're still letting a camera come in and so close Mm -hmm. and like that's exploiting your child yeah exploiting your child for money and that's the that's the like good version of that it could just be parents who don't care who are detached and just say yeah go make me some money kid like right it, you know, that to me is just makes it obvious that kids get put into situations that they're not mature enough to say no to because of their parents, because of their cousins, because of their friends, because of, like you said, cute boys, whatever the situation mm-hmm. may be, they end up in a situation where they can't or aren't able to, don't know how to say no. And yeah. it just leads one thing leads to another down the rabbit hole. And then that kid is messed up for life. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, it was saying how the movie poster for the U.S. and the movie poster for France were two different posters, which I think is very interesting. The movie poster for France was the, po- remember when they were like running, they had the bags after they went mm-hmm. shopping and they're like, it was like a steel, you know, how those, steel yeah. ah, like that. Um, and that and then was ours a- was the dance poster. Yeah. So I think that's Regardless, the movie was still bad. Oh, the movie, the movie was, was bad? So no matter how you advertise it, it's bad. You shouldn't watch it. I agree completely. I do wonder what was their intent in giving us Americans a different poster than giving the French the poster they get. I'm curious, like, whose idea that was? Like, who's on the marketing team for that? That's just, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Um, But what I was going to say is, like, to get out of this, I think the biggest thing is our involvement in the young people's lives we're in. Bailey and I aren't parents, but I'm sure we both know people that are like younger. We have younger cousins. We have friends with younger siblings. We have friends with kids. Like, I think the biggest thing to get out of this is like what all of this leads to, what WAP leads to, what um, allowing your kids to do whatever, whenever, what that leads to and how we as adults can do our part to like, look and watch out. And I, you know, I think you should do this. So like, if you see something, call the hotline, they have to investigate everything. But also too, like, if you see your neighbor is always outside by herself and she's 13 and you see she's always on her phone or something like that, maybe, I don't know, talk to her parents, maybe, hey, what's up? My church has this little youth group thing. Let me ask your mom. I can take things like that. Like, we just need to be involved in our young people's lives because that these things are affecting them. Like, and they're also, we should be watching them take care of them. They're the next generation. Yeah. They're our legacy. So we should be looking out for them, but yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That's, I guess the, the positive that we can take the learning experience that we can take from watching the movie. But I think there's a much better way to showcase that. hundred percent. 
and yeah, I think we both agree. We think the movie should be taken down. Yeah. Nobody needs to see that. Not everything. And this is the last thing. Sorry. Not everything needs the last, to be. The last, last thing. The last, last thing. Not everything needs to be filmed and shown. And I don't think that we understand that. I think yep. because we have become a moral relativist now as a society, we don't know where lines are. So. Yeah. And it used to be that way, even just with like basic sex scenes in a movie. Yeah. It was like, oh, you'd see, you'd see them kissing and then it would kind of go off camera and then it would show the next morning. And now if we don't see sweaty bodies and panting and sheets rolling all around, it's like, well, did they actually do it? Yeah. You know, we've come to the point where if you don't see it, it didn't actually happen. And so I feel like that's part of the problem is that our culture has gotten so dirty where we want to see every part of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like we basically want to watch porn in the middle of our movies Right. That's the culture, you know, and it's like, no, we don't need to see it. We can just imply, you know, sure, yeah. show people kissing. Sure, there's like a level of it. But once once you hit that certain point, it's okay to like veer off camera and just imply what happened. You don't need to film everything. You don't need to show everything. Right, right. So the next thing I wanted to talk to you about, Mallory, is um, at the beginning of the Texans-Chiefs game, which was the first NFL game of the season, Mallory and I are not sports people. Mm -mm. We don't watch the NFL. We don't watch the NBA. We don't watch basically any kind of sports. We don't (laughs) care. We didn't care before all the political stuff, and we definitely don't care after all the political stuff. Um, The only reason that we kind of talk about it is because of the political stuff. Um, So what, what I understand happened at the game and people please correct me if I'm wrong because again I didn't watch it this is just what I've heard but I'm going to kind of recap for you what I understand so from my understanding the football players actually stayed maybe under the stadium during the national anthem like they weren't out yet which I don't know why they were or weren't maybe they were out I don't know but the point no one no one kneeled during the national anthem that didn't happen this time but when the players came out they all linked arms both teams linked arms with each other and took a moment of silence for racial unity and apparently some of the i think chiefs fans started booing at it um because they were sick and tired of this whole racial unity thing and so people were So there's two sides. People were mad at them for linking arms and having a moment of silence. And then there were people who were mad at the people who were booing at that. And in my head, I was mad at them kneeling during the national anthem because that's disrespectful to Mm -hmm. our country. That's Mm -hmm. disrespectful to our flag and to those who have lost their lives fighting for our country. But if you want to take a moment of silence and use your platform to do something that I disagree with, that's fine. That's your place to do it. Just don't do it during the national anthem. And so for me, I don't understand why people were booing when they were just taking that moment, you know, because to me, that was was what we were asking for. We asked you to do it apart from the national anthem and they did. So I don't understand why people are booing or upset. I mean, I get it. We're watching football. We're not watching you to make a political statement. Right. So I get that part of it. But at the same time, as long as you're not disrespecting my flag and my anthem, I don't care. Like, do what yeah. you want to do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I definitely thought you were going to go a different route when you were explaining it. I mean, and racial unity isn't a bad thing. So right. I, I guess I guess what it is is people probably feel as if everything is now political, yeah. which it is, and it's kind of annoying. And I guess yeah. people were just frustrated with that. But I mean, I they weren't doing it during the national anthem, and they didn't disrespect the flag. So I don't, I mean, I guess it would be annoying if you're like, hey, I literally just want you to throw some balls. I paid to come to the game and I just want to see you guys play and not right arms. But like, I think it was only a minute or two. Like it wasn't. Yeah, that's weird. Me, I'm just kind of like, get over it. You know, this is what the NFL is now. And if you don't like it, don't support it. That's right. That's your choice. But I was just happy that they didn't do it during the national anthem. Yeah, like I'm glad they didn't either. Like I respect that. I respect that they took the time. And I mean, I've. I respect that they want unity. I feel like that's one thing I noticed about like boys in sports. Like I feel like boys in sports typically are, there's less um, division, I guess, maybe within the team. So people are, they're a team and they're very much like, Hey, this is my brother. Whereas I feel like us, uh, they called us NARPs, uh, non-athletic regular people um, in college. That's what they called us. Whereas NARPs, we don't have as much unity when it comes to, because we don't have a big overarching goal. So right. I, I guess I, I like, 
I respect that. I just, I don't. I mean, you know, to me, like we've, and we'll talk about, I'm sure more down the road, but like the Black Lives Matter organization, I have problems with. Right. But saying Black Lives Matter, feeling like Black people matter, obviously is true. I do think that all Black lives matter. (laughs) Right. And unborn, you know, and Mm. that's controversial too. Yeah. And so that's the thing is everybody's got their own opinion, whether you think all lives matter, all Black lives matter, Black lives matter, the organization matters, unborn babies, preborn babies, don't (laughs) don't matter. We all have different levels of what we think matters. Right. But there is a level of respect and disrespect. And I think, you know, we can talk about why we disagree with the Black Lives Matter organization, Mm -hmm. why we think that that's bad, why it should be defunded, why it shouldn't be praised as heroes, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. But we don't have to be disrespectful toward them. And same thing with us. During the national anthem is disrespectful to our country. If you want to have your moment of silence, even if it's for the Black Lives Matter organization, I don't feel like I have the right to stop. That is free speech, right? You know, you can right. you can have that moment. Just don't do it during the national anthem. So that's kind of where I fell on that. And I felt like I wanted to say that because I feel like people thought after all the booing, all conservatives were, oh, I can't believe they did a moment of silence. I hate that. And I don't hate that at all. I think it's yeah. fine. Thank you for not doing it during the national anthem. Like, thank you for picking a separate moment to do that. I thought yeah. that, that was exactly what we had been asking for. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Something you said, I should have written it down. It made me think of a point. Uh, Oh, I, so you were saying we all have levels of what matters. I do want to add this. I do think that even, I think everybody agrees that everybody matters. I think the pre-born thing people get that part is a little that part not not everybody agrees. Yeah. Not everybody agrees, but I think everybody agrees. And I think that, um, even people who, you know, get really upset and do the whole all lives matter thing. I think they still think that black people matter. They do. I, of course they do. Right. And I think that black people that say black lives matter still think that all lives matter. Right. I think the biggest thing is how we go about it and how we perceive certain issues. Right. I think that's where the disparities lie. Well, right. And when you can say black lives matter, but you can't say blue lives matter. And that's the thing to me is if a black person dies and you can say black lives matter, but a cop dies and you can't say blue lives matter because it's racist, that's wrong. Right. Two people still died. Both of their lives mattered just as much as, you know, one didn't matter more than the other one. Right, right. They both died. They both matter. So why can't I say blue lives matter? And it becomes, well, that's racist and that's wrong and cops don't matter. And, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. Sorry, I disagree. I think everybody matters. My problem is with Black Lives Matter, the organization, not not the words, not yeah. the feeling, the sentiment that Black Lives Matter. Of course, I agree with that. It's just the organization that I disagree with. Yeah. So on that note of different things matter, people matter, Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, hashtag all buildings matter uh, trended on Friday, September 11th. <laughs> Tell me your thoughts on that so disrespectful yep i what bothers me the most and i tweeted this y'all should follow me on twitter i'm hilarious um i don't i don't go on twitter but i've seen your (laughs) tweets on instagram and they're hilarious yes yes um but this part right here is where i got serious um i hate how y'all and when i say y'all i i'm not thinking of a particular person i said this on twitter as well i'm not thinking of a particular person but if you do feel like i'm talking about you then i would take a good look at yourself um you know that's not to be rude but i'm just saying i hate how y'all whoever y'all is make everything political like everything doesn't have to be a a left versus right thing it's if this affected everybody and it just it was disrespectful to the people who lost family members, disrespectful to people who lost family members that were heroes, disrespectful to people who lost family members that were just innocent people that just showed up to work. And like that just, oh, that bothered me. And another thing, this isn't the topic, but another thing that bothered me was people talking about 9-11 conspiracies. You know mm-hmm. what? Uh, I not, love not the day for it. And not, yeah. not on 9-11. I'm sorry. Like, I think that's so disrespectful. It's so distasteful. It's classless. Um, 
I know someone that posted something and it took everything in me not to like ring him out. Like, I just think that's so classes and disrespectful on 9-11. Yeah. Nine, you know, 923, whatever. Say your conspiracy theory. Um, 10-70, that's not a date. Not 10, a date. Good try. 10, yeah, okay. whatever. Literally no, any other day. <laughs> yeah. And, and that was to me, so the whole point behind the all buildings matter was to, like you said, make it political and mm-hmm. show people the hypocrisy of like, when you say like black lives matter and they respond with all lives matter was like saying the twin towers matter. Well, all buildings matter. Um, and it was to point out, you know, if a black person dies and you say all lives matter, it's disrespectful. Cause that's their whole argument is that this is how I've heard the Black Lives Matter thing described to me is, you know, if your house is on fire and somebody comes up and says, well, all houses matter, you're going to be mad because your house is the one that's currently on fire and needs help. And if they're trying to help every, you know, if they're all trying to spray down everybody's house, it's not going to help as much as if they just came and focused on your house, which is the one that's actually on fire. And so it's like, we need to address the person who actually died. Which would logically make sense if it was then okay to say, like, after a white person dies, to say white lives matter or blue lives matter or, you know, have to be able to address everybody, not just black lives, which, again, then they have a problem with for other reasons. Um, But, again, all lives matter would still imply that that person's life mattered and they still matter. And so, you know, to me, to try and take 9-11, a terrorist attack that did affect everybody yeah and it brought us together i mean we were so unified on september 12th like i was watching yesterday i was watching videos even like donald trump at ground zero two days after helping pull you know bodies and people that were still alive out of the debris i read Mm -hmm. stories about dogs who were in there you know trying to find people who were still alive trying to find Uh, survivors like i read so much yesterday on heartbreaking stories reading the names reading the pregnant women who had unborn children who they do list in the memorials which is Oh, I love that. Yeah. But, you know, you take all of that, all of the, all of these people who died, who sacrificed, who lost someone, who loved someone, who worked hard, regardless where you fell on that pole. Like I never, I didn't have anybody personally that was affected in 9-11. I didn't have anyone there. I didn't have anyone who lost their job, lost their life, lose a friend, a cousin, whatever. I don't know anybody who was personally affected by 9-11. But I know that everybody in my life was affected by 9-11. Mm-hmm. Just was such a heart-wrenching thing to see. And so to take that and be like, well, all buildings matter. Because you want to make it political. Like, no, that is so immature and yeah. so respectful. Make your point another time, but not not now. It's 9-11, you know? Yeah. 9-11, stop it. This is, this is our country's most profound day to stop and take a moment of silence and recognize lives lost, not to make a political statement and get your tweet trending. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it was just, it was so disrespectful. Like, and you know, I guess I shouldn't be shocked, but I kind of was, and I shouldn't have been, but I, I was in the sense of like, I thought we would at least take this day to take a break. I mean, Joe, Joe Biden and Mike Pence elbow each other. Like, smiling yeah they did it like why can't we we in twitter world do it Well, and that's the thing that's the other thing that i thought was you know so for me the shock factor it wasn't there because they've done this before apparently this didn't trend but people started saying like all buildings matter in like the 2016 september 11th so this isn't the first time that hashtag has been used i think it was the most popular this year but at Mm -hmm. this point like Ali Stuckey said the other day on 9-11, she said that this is the first generation will have voting that weren't alive for 9-11. And so I think a lot of it stems from the fact that, you know, you have people who are 18, 19, even 20, 21, 22. You know, I was only five when that right. happened. I remember parts of it like we talked about, but I don't remember it fully. And I just think that they don't value, they don't respect, you know, like we said, it's like, they look at it like we look at World War II, where it's like, oh, yeah. yeah or Pearl Harbor. Right. Or like yeah. Ilhan Omar, who, you know, said some people did something. Some people didn't do something. You know, four planes got hijacked by 19 people, and they killed 3,000, close to 3,000 Americans. Yeah. And there are still people dying from having lung problems from the debris. Like, the toll mm-hmm. is still going up 19 mm-hmm. years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cancer. That 
Right. Cancer, all the stuff that was affected that people don't even think about. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't count. Like I was reading about the rescue dogs, but there were 300 search and rescue dogs at ground zero. And a lot of them didn't make it. A lot of them had problems afterwards. Some of them were so depressed they wouldn't eat after they found dead bodies and they died. Like they don't think about any of that stuff. And I mean, not that animals are more important than people by any measure, but it's just like the animals were so affected by it. Imagine how we are affected. Yeah, yeah. They more affected. And so it's just like if the animals are that depressed, then the people are depressed. And these kids, they just don't see it. And I don't know if it was a kid that started it or if it's just adults that are being immature and disrespectful. But either way, it was not not a good move. No, it was not. Um, it, It was just, it's sad. And I really hope, I always try to remind myself that Twitter is not the real world. And I just really hope that it was a select few in the sense of like compare, obviously it wasn't a few of it's trending, but compared to the rest of the world, I just really hope it's not, that's not a sentiment. That's not what people are going to be thinking um, all the time. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I hope that that is not how the rest of the world thinks. I hope that people respect this, respect that day and, honor it. And again, never forget. I mean, that's the whole purpose behind that is that you should never forget what happened, regardless of if you were alive or not, you should always respect that day and the lives that were lost. And I think another thing that I just thought about, sorry, was, um, you know, for me and my brain, I hear 3000 people and that's a lot, but like with the COVID numbers and people dying, like, you know, or people hear about the Holocaust and they think six mm. million and there's a lot of people who go 3000. Like it just doesn't sound like a big like whoa factor. But I have to remind myself that it was 3000 people taken out in three buildings for airplanes. It's not like it was a bomb. It wasn't a years long war. It was one day yeah. in a few hours time. You know, there were four airplanes that killed 3000 people. And I just imagine like going to my office and there's back in Albuquerque, there was probably 60 people in my office. So I think about how many of my offices, like how many of my coworkers, I cared Mm. about all of those 60 people in my office. And so you think about that all up up and down those stories, 3000 is a lot of people. That is a lot of Americans. Even Mm -hmm. one American dying in a terrorist attack is too many. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think people don't get that shock, that wow value. Like it's like, oh, 3,000. Yeah. Like that, what a letdown. It's only 3,000. And it's like, no. Wow, yeah. 3,000 people died. And if you downplay that, you're so disrespectful because that's yeah. huge. You know, 3,000 Americans, 3,000 spouses, daughters, sons, fathers, cousins, people's loved ones died. Yeah. 3,000 of them. That's a lot. Yeah, I and I think you have a good point there. I think we're desensitized at this point because I mean, also two wars. Like, right? We've People been hear, in so many wars. Right. You hear the death a, total of yeah. World War Two and the Civil War, and you're like, oh, that's a lot of people. Or even like I said, COVID. Yeah. You know, you see all these thousands of people, and population percentage wise, it's a very low percentage, but it's still yeah. a lot of people. It's still a lot of people. Yeah. Man, yeah, that's a very good point. Um. So to wrap it up on a more, a less sad note, less serious note, um, I want to ask you, what was the last uh, good movie you saw? So I just made my husband watch a movie. Um, well, we watched Pitch Perfect for my birthday, which he hated. Uh, <laughs> Wait, which one? The first one. Okay. That's the only one I've seen. Oh, okay. Yeah. The the second one's terrible. The third one's okay. So it's the best one is the first one. The worst one is the second one. And the okay one is the third one. Okay, um, I'll keep that in mind. But yeah, he hated the first one. So that's the best one. So it's not going to get better from there. But we just rewatched a movie. I don't know if you saw it. It was made in like 2011. It's called Real Steel with Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. And it's about fighting robots. And it was funny because when they made it in 2011, they said like 2020. It was in the year 2020 was oh. when they had all this technology for like fighting robots. And they had like these like handheld glass phones and like it was all very high tech. And I was like, yeah, they had pretty high expectations for what <laughs> nine years down the road was going to look like. But it's <laughs> definitely not that. It's like, yeah, no, it's not 2020 because no one's wearing a mask in here. Um, <laughs> That's funny. 
It's a really good movie. It's just a cute, it's, it's very like cute, heartwarming underdog kind of story. And it's about, you know, the father and his son reconnecting and fighting robots. And it's, it's really fun. So that's the last movie that I watched. What about you? Okay. The last good movie that I watched um, was kind of a while ago. Um, it's called Coherence. Mm. And it's really like if you like um, kind of weirdish stuff, it's good. Um, it's on Hulu and I think it's on Amazon Prime as well. And it's basically about this, it's like these six or these four or five couples, they come and have dinner and then it's a special mood out. And that's all I can tell you without ruining it, ruining it. Um but yeah, it's like this. It's really, it's weird. But if you like kind of, I guess it's kind of sci-fi-ish. Um, if you're into that, um, it's really good. It, it's very, and you have to, you know, you got to keep paying attention. But like, there's like tiny things and you're like, oh, whoa, that. I do like clues and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think you should see it. It's on Hulu and Amazon Prime and it's called Coherent. And it's like low budget, but it, it's way better than the budget makes it seem. So if you like science, sci-fi. Did you see it's called Ready or Not? And is, it's it starts. Is that with baby Franco? No, this couple gets married and they have a tradition for the couple's wedding night. <gasps> and yeah, if you like horror bloodbath, it's kind of like comedy, but it's not like really comedy. James, my brother wanted to see that. Yeah, it's okay. it's scary. Like I was like freaking out, but I don't do scary very well. So I don't do scary. It's not like horror though. It's very realistic, but it's kind of funny. Like there are definitely some funny moments in it, like on purpose. Yeah, the trailer um, looked like it could be funny. It just looks it was good and I could get through it. So if I can get through it, I I believe firmly that anybody could get through it. But okay. it's um it's a good movie. It's interesting. It's scary, but it's it's cool. Now, is it scary because of, like, ghosts, goblins, demons? It's just scary because it's, like, intense. Yeah, it's, like, Hunger Games kind of a scary. Oh, okay. That's fine. Oh, maybe I'll watch that then. Yeah. That's fine. It's I just, like, I there's some do. blood and gore and, okay. like, a suspense throughout it. So okay. that's, yeah, that kind of scary. Blood and gore is child's play. What oh, I okay, don't, well, then you'll love it. <laughs> I don't like ghosts and, like, demons and jump scares i don't like jump scares jump scares i can't do either and this has a couple of those but like oh kind of like the hunger games that you know where somebody's like all of a sudden there and you're like oh my gosh but okay. it's not like bad so yeah that's a good one um okay. my husband wants to go see tenet it's the new christopher nolan film yeah i just saw the trailer for that finally um i mean if you're into that stuff it looks good he is so i'll go with him because i'm a good wife but yes yeah, all good. i got so do you pretend to like it when you go to or no i you... tell my honest opinion. okay and there usually are parts that I liked and there are parts that I like, okay. So the two Christopher Nolan movies that he's had me watch are Interstellar and um, Inception and unpopular. You haven't, here. Seen, you have not seen Batman Dark Knight. Okay. That's fine. Keep going. <laughs> I need to, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, Continue. Uh, so everybody loves Inception. I fall asleep every time I watch it. Like 20 minutes in, I'm asleep. I can't. Okay. So boring. But Interstellar, which is usually the ones my friends say is boring, was really entertaining. I loved Interstellar. I thought it was really cool. Um, and like explaining time travel and like saving the world and stuff. That was Wait, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I really do want to see it. So don't tell too much. That's all I've got. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I do know something about time travel. Yeah. So, I mean, that's basically the premise of the movie. So I don't think I'm giving too much away. So, okay. yeah, someone said you have to be an intellectual because people were talking about how they don't like it. And then this guy, of course, it was a snobby guy. He was like, well, you just have to be an intellectual to understand Interstellar. Mm. And I was like, well, actually, I haven't seen it. So, yeah, no, it's it's not. I mean, Ryan and I had some in-depth discussions about like how time travel works and stuff, but you don't have to know that to watch the movie. So okay. you're good. So, okay. After this, we can really wrap it up, but I just thought of this. What form of time travel um, do you like, I guess? So like the time travel where um, there are, you can t travel forward and backwards in time, but there are fixed points in time that you cannot change. And that's like Doctor Who. 
um, a time travel where you end up in a loop. So you change this, but then um, it no matter what, you still have to go back in time. So then you just end up in a loop. And that a good example of that is a show called um, Misfits on Hulu. A movie called Hulu. Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Or Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And then, or the other type of time travel where you create a whole nother timeline. Like you can't necessarily go back, but if you do go back and change it, you just break off to the other one. Which one do you think is more fun, I guess? I was going to say true, but I don't know. If- I think uh, probably the last one where, because I feel like that's the most realistic maybe where like, oh, okay. if you go back and make a different choice, it's going to change every timeline from that on out because like Mm -hmm. a a good, like in supernatural, they talk about that too. And I don't want to spoil much of that. um, Especially because I think it was in one of the later seasons, but the idea is like, you know, they go back and um, undo a thing that happened in history and like 50,000 people who are supposed to be dead aren't dead anymore. And so obviously they have kids, which affects who gets married yeah. to who and who yeah. has kids with who. And so then there's more people. And the spinoff effect, there ends up being like a million people on earth who wouldn't have been had that actually happened. And so it's like when you change history, you alter the entire timeline for forever. And to me, that makes the most sense Yeah. than like going back and like not being able to change things. Because I feel like yeah. if you were able to go back, you'd be able to change things but then you're going to have to live with the consequences of what you changed. Yeah. Yeah. That's also how it is on the flash too. I, once again, I'm not going to spoil the flash, but like Barry, Barry Allen um, goes back and he changes something. So their timeline is messed up and they also have different, um, they have a timeline. They also have um, parallel universes, but that's a whole other story. That's like fringe. Those yeah. Shows and TV shows. Okay. We could get into this forever. This is a rabbit hole. Okay. Yes. Last thing. I'm going to say mine really quick. I like the fixed points in time because I think that makes sense. And then just to throw Christianity in there, I feel like, for example, Jesus dying on the cross, no matter what has to happen. And I feel like there can't be a timeline where it didn't happen. So I feel like that will be a fixed point. Like no matter what happened, Jesus dies on the cross. So that's just, you know, for funsies. Okay. Yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah. Unless there's an alternate timeline where Adam and Eve didn't commit the sin to cause the fall, then Jesus doesn't need to come die on the cross because there's no fall. Fair. But here's the problem with that. That would only mean there's only two timelines then because there couldn't, like there can't be infinite timelines. There's infinite timelines. There's going to be one where Jesus doesn't. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is this is where my brain explodes. So yeah. I'm going to call it a day. Right. Thank right. You we'll guys wrap it for up. Watching. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you. Let us know if you watched Cuties. What you thought of it. If you didn't watch it, don't watch it. Um, like this episode. Leave us mm-hmm. a comment. Uh, let us know. Tell us you your think. favorite timeline or uh, time, time travel, travel thing. Time travel. Well, tell us what fun. you thought of All Buildings Matter. Tell us what you thought about the NFL. Please tell me what you thought about the NFL. If people should be booing, shouldn't be booing. Why I'm naive for wondering why they're booing. <laughs> Let me know all that and that'd be great. Um, but yeah, we'll see you guys soon. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.